Do you suffer with chronic pain? Are you taking risky, over-the-counter, or prescription anti-inflammatory drugs? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppe with a better natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals. Liquid Turmeric Liposome Complex. Future Farm's liquid turmeric with liposomes and nanotechnology delivers maximum absorption for effective pain relief. Sourced and manufactured in the United States, this product contains 1,600 milligrams of curcumin and powerful antioxidant properties. This plant-based curcumin is used to possibly reduce inflammation, block proteins that trigger swelling, and intercept inflammatory pathways, significantly decreasing inflammatory responses. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216. Or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Don't live with pain when there's an all-natural, science-based remedy that works. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It is our weekly Q&A with Layla. And we welcome you back to our discussion. Radio program at AOL.com is the place to go for questions. We'll be happy to see that people are sending questions. You still have a great likelihood of getting your question answered within a week or two if you send your question now. Let's hear from you. Yes, we've got an email from Lori. Dear Dr. Hoffman, should parents be concerned for their teenage athletes' health who have had the COVID vaccine? I'm thinking about the information I've heard about the occurrence of heart infections in young people. So I wonder with the summer heat, if it stresses the body and that the vaccine may be particularly dangerous in this age group. I've been a faithful reader of your intelligent medicine articles. They are so articulate and informative, and I look forward to your comments. Oh, that's very kind. Um, so do you think I should have my license taken away? No. <laughs> no, no. Well, I don't know. That depends. Uh, yes, you're looking very carefully at me. I, I step out of line. Um, well, you know, just hopefully uh, we do have some supporters out there among listeners. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully that they will gather with uh, with pitchforks and torches mm -hmm. uh, if the powers that be come to shut me down. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I could think of the outrage. I yeah. could feel the outrage as yeah. we speak about it. Right. We yeah. might we might give them a case of indigestion at the very <laughs> least. So and so as to that question. Yes. Um first of all, the 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 risk of that complication is very low. Yes. But it is a bad complication. Sure. And so in that age group, I don't ad advocate vaccinations. Now, what they're looking to do is they're actually looking to vaccinate kids even younger than 12. Now yeah. there's an authorization down to the age of 12. I don't think that they should vaccinate uh, people from the age of uh, 12 to 19. Now, you may say, you know, stop the spread. They're the ones who are the super spreaders. Um, you know, they, I think an individual decision has to be made if they really are in a capacity where they can infect uh, other people. Uh, if they've not had it, many of them have already had it because they, they gather together very closely in bars and restaurants and dormitories mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. schools and Many of them already had it, and that may mean that they are less likely to uh, carry it or, or spread it um, or, or you know, get it again. Yeah. And they usually have very mild cases. Yeah. So this is a pretty bad side effect, although rare. Uh, could it happen silently? Uh, is it necessary to do an echocardiogram on every teenager who's had that and plans to do athletics? 
Uh, I don't think so because I think that the symptoms wow. of it would be fairly indicative, you know, which would be shortness of breath and fatigue, chest pressure or pain. Yeah. Uh, and in the absence of that, you know, it's not necessary to get routine screening. It's also not necessary to tell your teenager if you've had the vaccine, like, don't overexert yourself. Don't go out for track. Don't go out for, you know, football. Just so completely Don't play basketball, you know. How does this thing protect you if it's going to do that? Yeah, I mean, so, oh, but but rarely. So I hear a knock on the door. Yeah. Uh-oh. Are they coming to uh, wait, that's, question is about... Is that misinformation? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it, it is a little heretical because the current recommendation is that all yeah. teenagers should get it. Um and but, that's, but, and that's but, you know, not based on... I have to say that I have some very good company from very uh, well, um, you know, well-regarded physicians. Uh, Marty McCary, who heads Medscape, uh, is not for vaccination of teenagers. Uh, he also suggests that we ought to check the, the COVID status of people and find out if they had it and then determine if they really need the vaccination. We did have a patient who... Uh, Are they going to knock on his door now because of what he said? Well, because they, that's against what they're trying to they, do. There's pushback. But, you know, he's, he's yeah. very well ensconced as an establishment physician. Hmm. Um, okay. He, so uh, we did see a patient today, though, who uh, reports that um, she had COVID. Yes. And then... Uh, and she had some problems after COVID. Yeah. But the problems were exacerbated when she took her first uh, Moderna shot. Yeah. Uh, she really flared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's almost as if COVID set her immune system off. And then the vaccine on top of COVID a few months later really uh, put her immune system in overdrive. And she has all these symptoms that are uh, lupus-like symptoms. Yeah. I mean, you should think that the antibodies should tell the tale of vaccine or not to vaccine if you've already had... I mean... Nobody anymore is talking about our immunity. Right. But we, the, but the, here's the wrinkle, though. We mm. have seen some patients, yeah. we've, you've seen them too, mm-hmm. uh, who've had COVID twice. That's true. Yeah. That's so it's, true. It's, it's not, it's, that's yeah. why they're saying in an abundance of caution, if you've had COVID, you still should take a vaccine, you get added protection. Good point. And yeah. in, in Israel, they're saying, oh, you, if you're over 60, you can get a third shot. Wow. Of, of Pfizer. Which, you know, it's okay. kind of an experiment, you know, like, what's That's that going to do? That's the booster do? they're talking about? A mm-hmm. bird shot? Is that the booster that everybody's No, it's not, even, it's not even a different one. It's the same one because oh. they don't have the booster yet. I see. It is, I mean, it is, it is a, not a unique... I think the booster that they're working on is going to be more targeted to the Delta variant or whatever variant comes up. It's kind of like chasing the flu shot, chasing yeah. the flu. Every season they chase the flu, they try to make a prediction, yeah. modeling of what it's going to be. It, it just appears to me that it seems kind of like spinning your wheels if you're going to continually chase a variant. Well, as long as you have another vaccine for that variant, the virus still wants to live, therefore it's going to mutate again well, and again. Is that a dog chasing its tail? It, I mean? it is a bit. And, you know, we, uh, in the modern world, we have... You know, people for centuries have lived with risk. They've lived through plagues. They've lived through, you know, pestilence. They've lived, and yeah. we in the modern world have a different view. We have zero tolerance for risk. Yeah. And I'm not saying we should let it rip, but it's a different. It's, it's we true. want to. This is a threat to some people. Uh, and by the way, the bigger threat to me is the threat of post-COVID symptoms, which sure. a fairly high percentage of people, maybe low single digits. I mean, low double digits get. 
mm. the, the long-lasting fatigue, the so-called long-hauler syndrome, mm -hmm. uh, which resembles chronic fatigue syndrome, and it's very debilitating. And it's also not uh, restricted to people who have comorbidities. It could happen in healthy people who shop at Whole Foods, you know, take vitamins, yeah. you know, the whole deal. Yeah. Uh, it is not a merit system. It's There's a randomness to it that's very scary. Mm. So that's, to me, you know, a lot of people say, well, I won't die from COVID. I think I'm in good shape. Okay, well, probably you won't. But are you willing you to risk... You may suffer from it. Are you willing to risk uh, long COVID, which could change your life? You know, you could have... They came up with the statistic yeah. that a high percentage of people have cognitive deficits after COVID. Mm. They, they have brain fog. Mm. For a long time, and mm -hmm. we don't know how long that's going to last. Right, right. That's very. Uh, people who are on the on the precipice of dementia, older people, even people who have relatively mild COVID, they don't have to be in the ICU. Uh -huh. They have a faster progression to dementia and Alzheimer's. Wow. It it affects the brain. There might be microclots in the brain or some sure. inflammatory condition of the brain. Wow. So that that's a pretty nasty virus. That is nasty. So I I don't side anymore with people who minimize it and say, well, you know, it's, it's like the flu. You know, a lot of people die from the flu. This is like a bad yeah, the, flu. The flu is not going to give you brain fog like that or cause dementia, well, it, is it? It, it can, but, you know, I mean, hmm. but it's, it's not uh, the hallmark of the flu. Right, right. Okay. Interesting. Thank you, Lori, for that question. Good morning to pause because yes. we want to allow our sponsors this opportunity to share their vital message with you. So here it goes. Listen up. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They are the veritable lifeblood of intelligent medicine, which remains a free resource to you. So back to our questions. We have actually a comment from Charlene. Bravo to you, Dr. Hoffman. You are our voice in this scary info wilderness. I applaud you that you will not be silenced. My family depends on the excellent advice we get in your newsletter and podcast. Thank you, from you know, Charlene. So what's interesting is we got like a lot of responses like that. This just exemplifies the you know like you go, Doctor H, and then we got one response from a person, <laughs> very sour grape, saying, "You should be silenced." Ah, yeah, we get those too. We got we no that was one. Oh, that was one. That was okay. one. One off. One off. Which I can't. Can't imagine the mentality of that person. Honestly, wow, wow, different yeah. world. Uh, it it really, really is. Judy sends us another question about the vaccine. Yep. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. My unvaccinated daughter just had a baby last week and is nursing. Congratulations, Judy. Her husband is going back to work next month and will be taking public transit into the city. 
She's planning on getting vaccinated eventually, but is wondering, is it, is it best to wait until she's finished nursing mm. or before her husband returns to work? That, that's an excellent question. Yeah. It's, and also, would you recommend the RNA vaccines or the J&J vaccine? Any thoughts? They're all RNA vaccines. They are, they are all RNA, according to Dr. Robert Malone, who is the inventor of the Right. They just have a different delivery system. Yeah. The um, AstraZeneca and J&J are in a viral vector. Mm -hmm. It's a adenovirus that delivers it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, Pfizer and Moderna are in liposomal capsules. That's kind of like, you know, like some of our vitamins, like... uh, Liposomal glutathione. Like uh, liposomal liposomal turmeric. Yes. Which is made by Future Farm, which, by yeah. the way, I used a ton of that mm. before and after the race. And I think it really helped my, you know, uh, little minor quibbles, aches, and pains. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I really doubled down on it that. lowered the inflammation. I, I was very good. happy with that. It's good. So anyway, so um, coming back to the question, it's really an interesting question. From the yeah. standpoint of the public health authorities, um, there is no contraindication to getting the vaccine while you're nursing or even while you're pregnant. However, in an abundance of caution, yeah. uh, you know, I understand why people would say, I'm a little leery of that. Yeah. Um, it, you, you, could, you could say hypothetically that if the mom acquires immunity, that some of that immunity will be transferred to the baby. Yeah. But does the baby really need that immunity? Uh, because infants have not been shown to have bad COVID. Right. I mean, normal healthy infants. Yeah. I don't think there's been you know any cases of real and, infants and or toddlers infa- dying of COVID. Infants' immune systems aren't fully baked yet either. But Right, that's true yeah, too, whether it would take or, you know, who knows. Yeah. Uh, so will they, you know, probably the, uh, they won't transmit RNA particles to the baby. Mm. Uh, it's more the mother's immune response in terms of antibodies yeah. that will come through the breast milk Yes, uh, and uh, you know the baby will will imbibe some of them, right? And that probably won't be bad mm. because it would kind of suck if the husband, you know, with his new um, greater likelihood of exposure, yeah. brought it home. Mom got sick while she's you know nursing. That could also be a bad scenario. Then she would have to maybe stop nursing. You know, what? Here's another question: mm. If you have COVID and you're nursing. Should you stop nursing your baby? That's a great question. Now, it could be that you'll give COVID to your baby that way, but that might be inconsequential at that age. To the baby, right. Yeah. But the other possibility is that, you know, if you have COVID and you're making antibodies, you'll become an antibody factory as if you had a vaccine and you'll give the baby a lot of protection. There you go. I don't think it's really been studied. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be open-minded about this. Sure, sure. I mean, if I had like a... A bear trap kind of mind. I say, oh no, don't do that because you know, yeah. the vaccine is, is dangerous. And you know, I'm not going to say that because we don't right. know. Yes. Of you know, and sure these that. these are all the things that need to be studied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, great. Yeah. So Judy, there you have it. Great question. At the end of the day, when it comes to this, there are always more, more and more questions. Well, here's a different question, Doctor Hoffman. This comes from Larry. As part of my regimen, I'm taking zinc every day. I heard you mention that copper should be added. What is the reason for this and how often? Daily? Two well, or three times a week? It's uh, Copper and zinc are kind of on a seesaw. Yeah. And if there's too much zinc, it'll depress your copper. Right. 
and they're antagonistic. They're, yeah, they're antagonistic. Yeah. So uh, if you're taking more than just some dietary zinc, yeah, uh, you know, higher doses than normal of zinc, you could probably take uh, a little copper. Yeah. Uh, or take a copper-rich diet. You know, look for copper sources such as shellfish and or nuts are yes. rich in copper. Yes. Uh, typically in a multivitamin, you will see a good balance of zinc. Zinc will typically be anywhere into like the 15 to 20 milligram range. Mm -hmm. And copper will be anywhere from about one to maybe up to five mm -hmm. or two or three yeah. milligrams. That's really the balance you're looking for. So if you're taking a daily zinc of like over 25 or 30 milligrams a day, yeah, look for carp, copper sources. I would of food say or maybe add a, a 15 to 1 ratio. Yeah. Uh, because uh, in, yeah. in people who look at orthomolecular medicine, you know, psychiatric conditions, they believe that too much copper is a bummer. Yeah. So we don't want to OD on copper. Right. Um, it also cause some fatigue oh, as well, too okay. much uh, copper. And they're, they're, yeah. I mean, people have a copper overload disease that's very devastating, Wilson's disease. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, And you know what the treatment of that is? Bloodletting. Zinc. Oh, zinc. Because it bloodletting. Sorry. Leeches. Leeches. I was thinking hemochromatosis. That's not no, it. No. Wrong metal. Okay. Right. That's iron. So, Larry, yeah, if you're, t you know, make sure that if you're taking that a lot of zinc long term, you would it would benefit for you to find some copper sources. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, here's a really interesting question from Anita. Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, my 86-year-old mom, very active woman, exercise classes, until about a year and a half ago, when a freak accident left her with a fractured pelvis and fractured wrist, from which she's since recovered. God bless. A recent DEXA gave the following results. L1 to L4, 3.1, which is normal. No. No, it's not negative 3.1. It's oh, 3.1. That's weird. Which is yeah, normal. Let me explain. It's, yeah. That's unusually good. For an 86-year-old. It could also be that, you know, when you have a lot of arthritis in the spine, you get a false elevation in your uh, in your DEXA score. So anything yeah. that's on the positive side is is better than average. Right. Hers is like way better than average. But way it may better. be because there's some compression of the spine that's a little bit, you know. Ah, that's interesting. That's okay. A little, looks a little denser. Than yeah. But that's surprisingly good. And yeah. what, what else? Uh, and her total hip is a negative 2. Which is osteopenia. Yeah, not right. quite osteoporosis, yeah. Well, her doctor wants her to start intravenous reclast. That's a little overkill. I mean, she's completely healed That's from this accident. In checking, I find this to be a protocol for serious osteoporosis yes. with possible serious side effects. Yes. I feel she is offered a treatment for a condition she does not have. She's reluctant to accept it. What is your opinion? And could that L1, L4 be indicative of arthritis? Yes. She has no pain. Yes. Yeah. She has no pain, which yeah. is good. Yeah, but 80, 84, 86, 86, you know, right, she's yeah. going to have that. So I would say, I mean, I, it just blows me away how aggressive physicians are sometimes with elderly people. Mm -hmm. Very aggressive. There's a tendency uh, to be... It's like he didn't believe the results of the DEXA and wants to give her a request. Because she had a broken, broken bone. She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they healed. Right. Which and is, her DEXA Which is, is remarkable because... Yeah. I tell you, when you're that old and you break your, your pelvis and your hip, was it pelvis and hip? It was wrist. Pelvis oh, and wrist. Pelvis and wrist. A freak accident. Okay. A little less mortality than a hip fracture. A hip fracture is a high degree of mortality yeah. in elderly people. It could be their death knell. Yeah. But, oh. um, all right. Yeah, that could be something. 
No, that's not going to... well... Look, yeah. what are we fixing here? What are we fixing? What like, are we fixing? We're, we're, they we're, sh- they're trying to fix her being 86? Yeah. Good luck with that. Right. <laughs> we, we got oh an answer God. to a non-problem. We got... Right. Yeah. Right. But what a great question. Yeah. I mean, when you think about... And, and, and God bless the spirit of people... To, like today, we, we talked to a woman with uh, MS. Yeah. And we've been treating her, and she's doing very well. And mm-hmm. right when I saw her, she was had to make a decision about taking a new, very new experimental immunosuppressive drug because her MS was progressing. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, you can always take that, but why don't you hold off and try, you know, the things we're doing, you know, the diet yeah. and the supplements and the, you know, low-dose naltrexone and other things we did. Why don't we do first do no harm first? Right. And she's stable. And she had an MRI, uh, yeah. I think it was a year ago, that showed no progression. And she's going to get another MRI. And I think yeah. it's going to show no progression. And she's pretty doing pretty darn good. That is great. And she's not suppressing her immune system with the possibility of some yeah. fatal brain infection and tuberculosis and all these... Cancer. Cancer. Leukemias. Lymphomas. Yes. With these things. So, I mean, look, if you're rampantly progressing towards... You'll take uh, your chances. Toward, towards the wheelchair yeah. or worse, you know, paralysis. Maybe you want to take that chance. You got to pull a trigger on the medication and or you don't want to change your diet, you don't want to take any vitamins, you don't want to do anything, then, then you have to Oh, then to you rely. need medical management. Yeah. You need it, to take your medicine. Yeah, it's like... Uh, or winds up in the wheelchair. Yeah, right. It's, it's like somebody wants to, you know, keep smoking and eat uh, you know, crappy diet and right. you know, maybe they do need that statin, you know? Exactly. You know? Exactly. So... We have a question from Sue. I love your show, and I must thank you for all your efforts to bring sensi- sensible medical information to your listeners. Well, that's a new title, Sensible medicine. Sensible. That's right. Yeah. Sensible Medicine, although I like intelligent medicine. Okay. I listened faithfully to your podcast and even found an old iPod. <gasps> Remember iPods? Treasure trove, yeah. Yeah. Full of your earlier podcasts. I also have lots of supplements that you've recommended over the years. Hopefully, they are still in favor with you. I will save that question for another time. I've made it, Sue has made it to her mid-70s with no serious issues, mm-hmm. have well-controlled high blood pressure, and a few aches and pains. The one problem I faced was difficulty in sleeping, as once I did. On a trip out, once I, on a trip out west, I bought a nice supply of gummies. Oh. Are we talking CBD here? CBD gummies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both types, she says. Right. I found a dessert gummy, the perfect sleep answer. And I never by the slept way, better. Sciences has a very good sleep gummy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It has okay. a little melatonin. It has a little bit of some very passion nice. flower, I think. Very uh, nice. It's, it's kind of light. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I found this dessert gummy. It's the perfect sleep answer. I never slept better. Though I have noted, I'm a little more forgetful. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is a senior moment or a result of the gummies. I have both types. They seem to work the same way. For a great non-groggy in the AM eight-hour sleep. So these wow. gummies are giving her no hangover wow. at all, which is wonderful. Do you think there's a connection with forgetfulness, or is it just the years adding up? Do you think I it's the gummies? I don't think so. I, I okay. think that uh, without... I mean, if you smoke a lot of marijuana, you're going to have memory problems. Totally. It has a lot of THC in it. Absolutely. You know, like it's kind of like Cheech and Chong. Or like, yeah. dude, where's my car? You know? <laughs> Uh, it's, 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 there's my car, but wait, I forgot my keys. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I going? Uh, so, but with CBD, there doesn't seem to be any cognitive deficit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think if people take massive amounts of it, they could wake up a little, potentially a little groggy, but I take it and I don't, I wake up refreshed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, yeah. um, I'm thinking, 
a lot I, look, of people I, I are helped by the gummies. I think she's been a little hard on herself. Yeah. You know, maybe she's, yeah. you know. A, but I think that's what she means by both types. The one for the from the manufacturer, you say, and then the other type, which is, you know, not for sale on... Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know what or, else is in know, there. I mean, the stuff you get on the street. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't know. In a, in a head shop. <laughs> exactly, in a head shop <laughs> or something like that. So, uh, you know, she's saying, I will at times forget what I was getting from the refrigerator or the name of someone. Man, if I, if I, if I worried about that every time that happens. Yeah. I it's going it, to happen in your seventies. Come on. Not, it's not even that. It's, it's, we are expect our minds to work like perfect computers. Yeah. And, you know, the, we are subject to so many distractions and multitasking. True. It's a question of of you know being present in the moment, yeah, and uh, mindfulness, yeah. And I, I think a lot of older people are have a, a phobia they, when they forget something or when they get you know forget why they went into the room. I mean that happens to me like six seven times a day, and I'm yeah, not yeah, particularly yeah. worried about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, I'll walk into your room and say, well, "What was I?" Because I was I then to, thinking of five other things to do too ahead of that thought, yeah, yeah. and it's like I forgot why I walked in here. Yeah. And then eventually I'll remember, and then I'll, I'll go back and get it. I mean, it. The, the trouble is it's sometimes hard to discriminate that from actual cognitive decline, you yeah. know, which eventually we all have, you know. I remember, this was many, many years ago, I think it was a doctor that described it this way for those who are feel fearful of, you know, what's the difference between normal forgetfulness, I'm getting older, yeah, I'm versus Alzheimer's. Right. And he said... Uh, normal forgetfulness is where are my keys? Where did I leave my keys? I can't find my yeah, keys. Yeah. Alzheimer's would be more like, what is? What are these keys for? Right. You forget that they are keys, and you don't know what they are for. Yes. Very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different. Right. Right. So right, that's right, really what right. we're talking about. For anybody who is uh, concerned, you know, that way, and you know, after a certain age, even when you go to see your primary care, they test you. They quiz you. Yeah, they you give know, you the, they, they the mini, the, you know, the mini mocha. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you five objects, and I'm yeah. going to ask you in three minutes what they were. I mean, you can take whatever. that exam on your own. Exactly. You know, it's online. Yeah. You know, it's the mocha test. Right. M O C A. I think mocha or no mini, whatever. It's the, yeah. Like there's an, there are assessment tests that are standard assessment tests. Yeah. And it's I mean, if you're really concerned about it or for that for relative, bring them to a, a, a neuropsychologist. Yeah, uh, people who perform that routinely, yeah, and they can actually, um, th- they have a lot of familiarity with the different, you know, what what's distractibility versus actual signs of cognitive decline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. A distracted person isn't going to remember all of that. A nervous and it would be person, a performance a nervous anxiety person, exactly, because yeah, right. they're not taking it in because right. they're too busy being nervous. Yeah, it's good to make that distinction. Yeah, and not be misdiagnosed. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. that's all the time that we have for today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Our biological clock is ticking, <laughs> and it has expired. So uh, we're, uh, uh, we wait your questions for next week. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination. Sorry we went a little over. Hopefully we didn't tax you out too much. Um, and uh, thank you, Layla, for joining us today. Oh, thanks, Dr. Hoffman. Thank you, everybody. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. 
I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.